Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We're on a mission to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. And you are back with a mini soda. I'm going to be talking about how to thrive in a looming recession today. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about, you know, there, I say looming, right? I cannot tell you if there's going to be a recession when the recession is going to be and what it's going to look like. I, I would have to get paid a lot more money for those types of, those types of details, right, Andressa? Yep. But I will say that there's a lot of talk about a recession. And as you do more research, there's different pieces that wouldn't surprise me if a recession happens, right? So, so regardless of when and how, most important thing we can do as investors is to set ourselves up for the most success and not be stopped, right, with what's happening. So as I'm a big fan of moving forward, but we have to move forward with being smart and conservative and not, and not just, oh, put your hands up and just, you know, put your head <laughs> under the pillow and go to bed. That's never a good idea either. So I think you could thrive, not just survive. So here's some thoughts. Here's some ideas for you as you navigate what we're experiencing. First thing I would be doing is getting on the phone with your lenders or lenders you're considering to work with. Uh, I know a lot of people that are in the middle of a refinance. They're in the middle of purchasing an investment property and the interest rates, the LTV, loan to value that they were quoted a month ago is changing, right? Has changed in more, more of a conservative way, right? Probably not in your favor, in the bank's favor. So, so this is a really important time, whether you're in the middle of projects or you're about to begin a project to start making sure you're clear on what the current rates are, what the current products are, all of them, you know, and you really need to make sure you talk to obviously the right people at the bank. You know, there are banks that are going to be naturally more conservative during these times. All banks are conservative, but there is a varying degree of conservativeness in banks, in my opinion, in lenders. Some banks are going to still 
keep lending right now. Some banks are probably being told not to, and some maybe even could be a little more aggressive because they know they're going to get an opportunity. There's there's all all different types. And Liz, you're making a good point. You know why? Because don't don't assume that the bank that you're currently working with did not adjust. They did, and they are currently, you know, dancing with the Fed right now, mm-hmm. back and forth. Banks that were doing 90% LTV on refinancing less than a year ago are doing only 80% LTV to certain clients. For to the general public majority, seventy to seventy-five. So idealize new relationships, but look for to build more relationships with your current bank, and and make sure that you double check and you don't run the numbers as if, you know, you did six to one year ago. Yeah, critical. Yeah, I was I was talking to a friend the other day, and and she had said, "Oh, this bank is lending me a construction loan." this bank is doing various things with me. And then she's considering other lenders. I said, quite honestly, the most, the lender who's going to want to work with you the most is who's already lent you money, right? They're they're already worked with you. They've already vetted you. So you got to remember that cuts, they're mitigating risk. And if they've worked with you before, you're a repeat borrower, they've already lent you money on some level, their risk is decreased versus you're brand new. Your your risk is already increased there because they don't know you, they haven't vetted you fully. And that's for experienced investors and, and newbies, quite honestly. So I remember going to a couple of banks and, and you know, they're, they're a little cautious because they're just cautious with new borrowers. Second thing to keep in mind is, is cash is king, right? So, you know, as, as the market, you know, the market readjusts. So you, you definitely, I remember when the market crashed in 08, 09, and I had, I wished we had more cash aside. We had really deployed a lot of our cash in our rentals. And, and then 2010 and 11, right? If you had cash and a lot of it, you, you did well by picking up a lot of the properties that were getting, you know, redeployed. So same thinking here, right? So if you can get a HELOC on your home or, you know, start to just start to be mindful of your cash, right? And, and what's liquid, liquidity, if you will. Right now, you should be trying to get liquid on something so you have it to deploy into an opportunity or to just have buffers, right? And to have that kind of conservative uh, money aside, if you will. Just a, a reminder on that. The other thing I'd say is, is, you know, networking and market research is really important all the time, but it's certainly right now in terms of, you know, what's happening, meaning, are you networking with, with, with investors in the area that you're looking to invest in? Are you, are you doing your market research? Because right now people are getting nervous. This is, could be a good time to buy, right? There's not 20 offers on a property. There maybe are three. So again, remember, you want to be mindful of what's happening, but in, in some ways, the market being not so hot is a good thing in and of itself. Now, you got to set yourself up for success with the financing piece, right? That would be critical. But remember that the psychology of the world, the psychology of the economy is that people are like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now you have an opportunity. Now you're like, hold on, <laughs> I could actually jump in a little bit easier now. There might be more properties on your plate. Those are good things. Okay. So, but you have to really make sure you're doing your market research now not like later. You, you cut constantly sharpening your saw with relationships and market would be my, would be my big suggestion as well. Does that make sense, Andressa? Yeah, I hate seeing people looking at properties. It's a waste of time if you don't know the market. Know the market as a, the palm of your hand. You've got to know days on the market. You've got to know the price as is, is the, and the price after the ARV, the after repair value. 
I usually do the after repair value if I'm I am selling now, right? Now right. the the numbers work. I don't use appreciation. I do not use none of that. How the market it is right now, you need to consider what's the worst case scenario, right? Don't don't play into oh, I can ask whatever the hell I want in six months from now, nine months from now, if you're building, especially if you're building, yeah. things might change. So you've got to play your worst case scenario too if the market shifts. Yeah, and this is literally the worst time. If everything, the kind of deals that if everything works in the property and the project will work well. In other words, all the stars have to align. Like that's not a good, good time. strategy right now because you can't, there's so many uncontrollables. So it's like, what can I control? What can I control? The, the biggest thing too, as you're getting properties across your, your plate is doing a break-even analysis. You could do a break-even analysis on your current assets. You could do the break-even, a break-even analysis, obviously on properties you are considering. So what do I mean by that? You can use this for short-term rentals. You can do this for long-term rentals. It doesn't really matter, but your, your analysis would be a little different. If it's a short-term rental, how many, how many nights do I have to, you know, have, have occupied in my property for me to break even on my financial obligations? right? In a simplistic way, that's what you're trying to assess. If it's, if it's 95%, right? That's not good because that means, again, all the stars are aligning, that, that analogy. For example, and Jess and I, we, we partnered with DeRosa Group on a 670 unit. And for, for us to make all the financial obligations of those, those five properties, the five properties had to be 60% occupied, meaning 40% of the, of the properties could be vacant or non-paying tenants, right? Not just vacancy, but you have to consider non-paying tenants as well. They could be occupying the space, but they're not paying, right? They're not, you're not bringing that revenue in. So I'm not saying or suggesting every property has to have a 60% break-even occupancy. What I am saying is that you need to know what that is. And you need to make sure financially that you are bracing yourself, right? And, and making that right call saying, conservatively, does this make sense? If break-even is here, Okay, what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? And then once you ask that question a couple of times, both from an interest rate perspective, both from a cash reserve perspective, both from a, what did this market do in the last crash perspective? And a very educated way, you make the call. I'm a big fan of buying properties in any market, but in certain markets, you need to be more conservative. For me to tell you, go for it, it is nonsense right now. But I certainly say, don't get stuck. I want to highlight what you're saying about the looking back and doing the stress test. We, we did this in a couple of several, several okay. markets that we yep. were looking to invest first. So when you're looking to invest in a market for the first time, we do a stress test. And then we look at the recession. How We look back at all the numbers, the data. What did the market do during the recession? And then, then we see, okay, did it go super up and down or it barely made any any change yep. it, it does not mean that this going to happen again but history data it's important for you to make a decision when you are doing a stress test absolutely and i can't stress it enough that there is there is an economic landscape that happens nationally internationally but we all know real estate is hyper local so to say your local market is the same as another local market is not, is not fair. Now, I'm not saying that's an excuse to be like, well, it doesn't really matter what's going on in the world. My local economy is booming. That can be the case, but it will be affected, right? Because everything trickles down, but it may not be as affected, right? It may not, be, it may not have the same impact 
as another mark. And that's why the historical looking, you know, looking in the past is really, very really powerful because, you know, not saying a pending recession would be the exact same, but it's just, again, more data. And then you make the decision. So to thrive in this market and to thrive in any market is to get the data, you know, make sure you're not just going off of Aunt Sue or Uncle Tim's advice. They're just watching the CNN. Don't, don't listen to them if they don't invest in real estate. You got to listen to real teachers. You got to really listen to active investors. But by all means, got to be conservative right now. And you got to make sure you get all your numbers and you feel good about that break-even analysis and you go for it. And you do that refinance or you, you buy that property. But don't just, you can't be cavalier in this market because you're going to get burned. So that's what I have for you today. And, and I always say, you know, you can thrive anywhere and anytime. Just, just make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.